Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode is a look at the political career of JP Nadda, who was recently elected unopposed to take over the post of BJP president. There's no need to explain much I think about the importance of the person or the subject. Mr Nadda is succeeding Amit Shah who is now home minister but was widely considered the most successful BJP president since the party's inception. There were some setbacks but at the peak of his tenure the BJP saw massive electoral success across the country and the political map of India increasingly and progressively bore the BJP's saffron color. In the year that followed the massive victory in the 2019 Lok Sabha elections however there have been some major setbacks in several state elections and that map today looks very different mr nadda therefore takes over at a very interesting juncture for the party and this episode looks at his rise within the bjp and the challenges he's going to face ahead joining me to talk about this is the hindu's political editor nistula hebber who has tracked mr nadda's rise over several years and is of course one of the most insightful voices on the bjp and its political strategy we link to a couple of her pieces in the show notes so you can get more background and context and also before we start the conversation we just like to apologize because uh, there's a little bit of static noise in some parts of this podcast that was due to some technical difficulties this time with the recording but please do bear with us and we'll fix it in episodes to follow so here's nistula So Nistula, let's first start with the timing of Mr. Nadda's appointment. Uh, he was the working president for a while after Amit Shah took over the Home Ministry, of course, um, and it's widely acknowledged that you know replacing somebody who had such control over the party, like Amit Shah had, uh, was going to be tough. Um, do you think that explains in part why it took a little bit more time to ease him in? Well, Jayant, uh, you have to understand that uh, every uh, BJP president has a fixed tenure of three years, and Mr. Uh, Shah's tenure ended this January. His own tenure started actually um, uh, in 2016. Uh, when he took over in 2014, that was actually to complete. the leftover tenure of uh, mr rajnath singh who had joined the first modi government as home minister so mr shah had taken over his uh, tenure that doesn't count as mr shah's tenure 2016 january was when he himself was elected as party president and uh, he had a tenure of 3 years after which uh, mr nadda has been uh, uh, appointed i don't think it took much time and i think uh, it was well anticipated when it was very clear that the modi government was coming back to power it was quite clear that mr shah would be joining the government um, according to the one man one post principle uh, mr shah would have had to vacate um uh, the party president's post if he wanted to join the government uh there was uh, a bit of a, a kerfuffle about uh, you know re- finding a replacement for mr shah because he has had such uh, good control over the party organization and is an intensively involved party president uh and the choice narrowed down on mr nadda he was appointed as working president the first in the history of the bjp in june 2019 and he has been uh kind of allowed to ease into the job uh which to which he was formally elected to uh, uh this week 
can you tell us a little bit more about the bjp's internal election process uh well uh the elections basically take place when 50% of the state units have completed their own internal elections their own organizational polls so all this was notified i think somewhere around uh september with the membership drive uh march before that in fact with the membership drive etc july august and then uh, uh after membership drive was done uh, organ- uh committees were constituted election committees were constituted in every state from mandal upwards from booth in fact booth level upwards um uh, you know uh, representatives were chosen and uh, according to the constitution of the bjp once 50% of state units elect party presidents their own unit presidents that is the electoral college uh from which uh, nominations come for the election of the bjp president so that uh, exercise got over uh, early january uh, mid early to mid january and therefore the date for notification of elections and everything was uh, uh, then uh, uh, you know uh, given out by radha mohan singh former union minister he was in charge of uh, conducting the polls this time and uh, from this particular electoral college mr nadda was elected unopposed and what's been mr nadda's history in the party and how can we detail his rise from the beginning yeah mr nadda has had a fairly smooth rise uh within the bjp uh, not many people know it he's a champion swimmer so uh, if one would look at that uh, you know if one would use the swimming parlance uh he's had he's been swimming with the tide uh, mostly within the party he joined the abvp which is the youth wing of the rss when he was quite young his father was vice chancellor of patna university and mr nadda joined the abvp quite early on he was elected secretary of the patna uh, university students union in 1977 please remember that those were the very heady days of the post emergency politics and the students movement under jp and he was uh, appointed to that uh, 1977 glorious union uh, in uh, patna university uh, he was elected to secretary and uh, came up uh through the jp movement uh within the student politics ranks um he did his ba uh, from patna university and then he moved back to his native himachal pradesh after his graduation uh where he enrolled for law at himachal university he did his llp while there he was elected uh, president of the himachal uh, uh, university students union uh and he uh, through the abvp and obviously uh, because it is one ideological family he also got in touch with bjp and the bjp bhartiya janata yuva morcha which is the youth wing of the bjp he had uh, he was appointed as a office bearer of the bjym and in the early 80s he was also appointed as general secretary organization um for abvp in delhi and uh, he i remember him telling us once that uh, when he was in delhi he used to go quite often to jnu at that time in jnu abvp was not much of a presence it was very left dominated as it is now uh, union and what the struggles they had had in terms of you know ideological expansion etc etc because the abvp has been strong in delhi university but not so much in uh, jnu but he had uh, he has a lot of story is from that era and uh, he's pretty much at ease with young people uh, he's supposed to be very affable and soft spoken and a consensus builder but decisive at the same time uh, when he was in delhi he was inducted into the bjym he became party uh, bjym president when mr advani was uh, party president uh, and uh, he was given a ticket for the himachal pradesh assembly i think in 1991 or 1993 
and he was first elected that was one of the first of his three elections as uh, MLA uh, he was also minister for a brief while in the 90s and early 2000s uh, in uh, Himachal and it was actually in 2010 you know when mr uh, nitin gadkari took over as party president in delhi uh, that uh, mr nada was brought to delhi he resigned his position as uh, you know at the state unit and uh, state government i mean his mla seat and came here he was made uh, general secretary here in delhi and his story in delhi starts uh, actually in 2010 mr gadkari was his contemporary uh, in the party and uh, gave mr nadda that chance to come to delhi uh, following that he has been working steadily with each changing president and has found a place in the national team uh, very significantly uh, when mr shah uh, was made general secretary uh, in 2013 he was given charge of up uh, and uh, so it was with mr nadda after you know dealing with various states in 2019 just before the elections he was given charge of uh, uttar pradesh and as election in charge and in the face of very very tough uh, uh, alliance between the sp and the bsp at least tough on paper the bjp managed to do very well and got 62 seats in that election where everybody was uh, you know um, uh, speculating about bjp's performance whether they'd be able to repeat the 2014 performance under mr shah so uh, he more or less proved himself there and after that performance it is said that there was not much uh, choice before the party and they it, um, you know they zeroed in on mr nadda and as soon as mr shah joined the government in may 2019 in june Uh, itself uh, mr nadda was made the working president with the idea that he will be eased into the president's job and uh, as soon as the internal elections were over when mr shah was elected bjp president in in 2014 after the elections there were supposed to be a few competitors for that role um was mr nadda's name mentioned back then as being a contender well there are always names being mentioned all the general secretaries were mentioned at the in that uh, in that period but it was very clear that mr shah had the ear of prime minister modi and a uh, synergistic working relationship now if you remember jayant um, at the felicitation ceremony just on monday uh, where uh, prime minister modi spoke at the bjp headquarters uh, at the election of mr nadda he said you know that uh, amit shah tread a very fine line between uh, party and government you know he said that when you're in opposition party president's role is yes tough because you're you know trying to fight and win over an ideological battle but when you're in government it's even tougher because you have to tread a very fine line between party affairs and uh, the government's line uh, agitations are not that easy you know movements are not that easy to do you know um, protests and things like that you have to always keep in mind that you're the ruling party and several things might boomerang on you also the, the government cannot be allowed to overshadow the party and the organizational work that happens within the political party because the party is in charge of ideological expansion the government is there for governance so uh, all of these challenges uh, were there and uh, uh, it was felt that mr shah with his you know perfect tuning with prime minister modi would be able to tread that fine line and uh, bring bring bjp safely out of you know uh, uh, that uh, that challenge so the big question with him of course is uh, you know he's replacing a figure like um, amit shah who was uh, so successful in his tenure and you know oversaw so much electoral success 
Now, one assumes that the success was because he had a very high level of organization in the party machinery in terms of having his hand-picked people in specific roles. Hmm. So, is that going to be a problem for um, J.P. Nadda? Does he have to bring in his own people to make an impact? Mr. Nadda will have to bring his own people, but you know there might there will be or likely to be a repetition of a lot of people who are there in Mr. Shah's time because why fight with a good thing? So you know these are pe- people with proven track records. You have a very challenging election season coming on first Delhi, then Bihar, and then after that West Bengal is a big big arena for the BJP. They've really taken up that challenge. So uh, and Mr. Nadda has also been brought in because. Again, using the swim, swimming parlance, he's not going. He's not expected to swim against the tide of what's happening. You know, you have the leadership of Prime Minister Modi, which is undisputed. Uh, you know, uh, in the party and outside, and then you have uh, Mr. Shah. Uh, who is uh, you know um, his right hand man and has run the party quite successfully he's considered one of the most successful bjp presidents ever so uh, mr nadda is supposed to bring the third dimension to this thing because uh, propriety has to be satisfied there had to be a one man one post principle that had to be administered properly and uh, uh, mr nadda stylistically is also very different from uh, mr shah so therefore while uh, he's not expected to be the all powerful party chief that uh, mr shah was let's remember that even when uh, you know uh, cabinet reshuffles were going on it was mr shah who would call prospective ministers to his home and they'd be told uh, that they would have to take uh, oath of office you know either that day or the or the next day whenever the swearing in ceremony was so uh, i don't expect that mr uh, nadda would be that powerful a, a party president but um, he will be bringing his own set of uh, skills to the job where we'll ha- where he'll have to a uh, make sure that he doesn't rock the boat in terms of the well-oiled electoral machinery that the bjp has become and secondly also to take forward some of the ideological expansion plans that mr shah had already put in place um there are a lot of uh, having said that there are a lot of state units which have their own internal factional issues uh, the latest of which we saw in jharkhand where the chief minister mr raghubar das uh, saw defeat uh, from his own party colleague from his own cabinet colleague uh, in his assembly seat um, and it was uh, not so much the opposition but his own party men who sabotaged his chances so there are a lot of these uh, things uh, which mr uh, nadda with his approach of more consensual sort of uh, teamwork sort of approach will be asked to douse you know uh, the kind of fires that he'll have to douse uh, because mr shah has always given a lot of support to the party's chief ministers uh, Uh, and has been quite reluctant to uh, intervene um you know uh, with dissidents and uh, rebels um he you know he took a little uh, a tough stance on that so i think mr Sh- uh, nadda's main challenge would be also to diffuse uh, these kind of uh, fires in the state units that are happening uh, let's not forget that uh, the bjp has lost its fifth consecutive assembly poll uh with the jharkhand loss and uh, it is also not very advantageously placed in delhi at the moment so you mentioned the word consensus building a few times uh, in reference to jp nadda is that his uh, hallmark uh, in terms of his operational style and hmm. ultimately is that also how he's different to amit shah well uh, he's not uh, he's known to be a a uh, very affable sort of soft spoken gentleman but uh, people who worked with him in up have also said that uh, his main advantage was that he would hear you out 
patiently and if he felt that there was some intervention that was required he had the ear of the top guys so i see it more as somebody who is empowered uh to to get in touch with the top guys and whose word is also trusted uh by the top two of the party right and when you consider mr uh, mr nadda's appointment at this moment in time what according to you are the biggest challenges facing him there is the uh, immediate challenge of course of the delhi elections uh, but looking beyond that what else i think organizationally uh, the biggest challenge for mr nadda would be the very large shoes that mr shah has left behind uh because uh you know you could be a proxy for anybody but everybody likes to leave a legacy behind and uh mr shah's legacy to measure up to that uh would be a tough uh, sell uh the second is of course uh, the electoral battles that are coming up delhi is tough bihar uh, also is a challenge although uh mr nadda is adva- uh, you know has an advantage with the fact that he grew up in bihar uh, and therefore is quite familiar with with the society and the electorate there uh and the biggest biggest would be of course uh, the west bengal elections uh which has been taken you know as a, as a grudge match by the bjp the quite determined to prevail this time so i see uh, these two uh, sort of things and organizationally again i would say to fit into mr shah's shoes and to fit into the 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 power of two equation that exists between prime minister modi and mr shah to be the third wheel you know and do the balancing act find a space for himself and a role for himself within that equation i think these are the challenges that uh, mr nadda is facing now you also mentioned um, amit shah's plans for ideological expansion uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit more well mr shah had during his tenure uh, started a program called the vistarak program where you had a combination of full timers and uh, part timers going into areas to seats which uh, the bjp had never won or you know uh, came second or or polled a significant number of votes and to do ideological work there to spread the ideology of the sang parivar of the bjp etc etc um at least 50 seats that uh, or uh, you know um, 150 seats where the bjp had never won um in 2019 in the elections they won about 82 of those seats so that was a big big game changer for the bjp and uh, um that there will be uh, uh some impetus to continuing uh, and that work uh, from uh, mr nadda but it requires a lot of energy which mr shah had given a lot of energy meticulous planning uh and a very doughty stiff you know never say die sort of spirit and uh, mr nadda will have to find that from somewhere uh and apply that in a previous analysis piece uh, that you were that you had written uh, looking ahead to the challenges facing the bjp in 2020 we linked to that piece of course with the show notes but uh, you'd written that the party has to find a more collegial way of accommodating uh, both the ambitions of its state leaders and also you know in winning over its allies and that despite its strong parliamentary majority it needs a kinder more gentle approach uh, now amit shah was obviously a very uncompromising figure we've seen that being reinforced time and again but um, do you think do you think mr nadda might be the person to deliver this approach this uh, slightly kinder more gentle approach well i don't really know about that because you know uh, personality wise of course he's far more soft spoken and uh, far more affable but uh, when it comes to ideological matters i think uh, i think almost all the uh, the current leadership of the party is pretty committed uh, 
so the ideological issues that the bjp or the bjp led government at the center has raised on kashmir on triple talaq on uh, you know uniform civil code or the caa i don't see the party backing off under any president and uh, in terms of dialogue uh, possibly there could be more initiation of dialogue uh, but these are things that uh, have to be convincing and uh, i have not seen anything as yet um, of mr nadda's uh, approach uh, to such issues nisla that was interesting thanks for joining us we'll see you soon thank you jant thank you jant bye